Section 34 of Inquiry Concerning Political Justice and Its Influence on Morals and Happiness, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arden. Inquiry Concerning Political Justice and Its Influence on Morals and Happiness, Volume 2, by William Godwin. Book 6, Chapter 10. Of the Modes of Deciding a Question on the Part of the Community. Decision by Lot, its Origin, Founded in Moral Imbecility, or Cowardice. Decision by Ballot, Inculcates Timidity and Hypocrisy. Decision by Vote, its Recommendations. What has been here said upon the subject of qualifications naturally leads to a few observations upon the three principal modes of determining public questions in elections, by sortition, ballot, and vote. The idea of sortition was first introduced by the dictates of superstition. It was supposed that when human reason piously acknowledged its insufficiency, the gods, pleased with so unfeigned a homage, interfered to guide the decision. This imagination is now exploded. Every man who pretends to philosophy will confess that wherever sortition is introduced, the decision is exclusively guided by the laws of impulse and gravitation. Strictly speaking, we know of no such thing as contingence. But so far as relates to the exercise of apprehension and judgment on the particular question to be determined, all decision by law is the decision of contingence. The operations of impulse and gravitation either proceed from a blind and unconscious principle, or if they be the offspring of a superintending mind, it is mind executing general laws, not temporizing with every variation of human caprice. All reference of public questions and elections to lot includes in it one of two evils, moral imbecility or cowardice. There is no situation in which we can be placed that has not its corresponding duties. There is no alternative that can be offered to our choice that does not include in it a better and a worse. The idea of sortition therefore springs either from an effeminacy that will not inquire or a timidity that dares not pronounce its decision. The path of virtue is simple and direct. The first attributes of a virtuous character are a mind awake and a quick and observant eye. A man of right dispositions will inquire out the lessons of duty. The man, on the contrary, who is spoiled by stupidity or superstition, will wait till these lessons are brought to him in a way that he cannot resist. A superficial survey will perhaps lead him to class a multitude of human transactions among the things that are indifferent. But if we be indefatigably benevolent, we shall for the most part find, even among things ordinarily so denominated, a reason for preference. He may well be concluded to have but a small share of moral principle, who easily dispenses himself from seeking the occasion to exercise it. Add to which they are not trifles but matters of serious import, that it has been customary to commit to the decision of lot. But supposing us to have a sentiment of preference, or a consciousness that to attain such a perception is our duty, if we afterwards desert it, this is the most contemptible cowardice. Nothing can be more unworthy than a propensity to take refuge in indolence and neutrality, simply because we have not the courage to encounter the consequences of ingenuousness and sincerity. Ballot is a mode of decision still more censurable than sortition. It is scarcely possible to conceive a political institution that includes a more direct and explicit patronage of vice. It has been said that ballot may in certain cases be necessary to enable a man of a feeble character to act with ease and independence, and to prevent bribery, corrupt influence, and faction. 
Hypocrisy is an ill remedy to apply to the cure of weakness. A feeble and irresolute character might before be accidental. Ballot is a contrivance to render it permanent, and to scatter its seeds over a wider surface. The true remedy for a want of constancy in public spirit is to inspire firmness, not to inspire timidity. Sound and just conceptions, if communicated to the mind with perspicuity, may be expected to be a sufficient basis for virtue. To tell men that it is necessary they should form their decision by ballot is to tell them that it is necessary they should be ashamed of their integrity. If sortition taught us to desert our duty, ballot teaches us to draw a veil of concealment over our performance of it. It points out to us a method of acting unobserved. It incites us to make a mystery of our sentiments. If it did this in the most trivial article, it would not be easy to bring the mischief it would produce within the limits of calculation. But it dictates this conduct in our most important concerns. It calls upon us to discharge our duty to the public with the most virtuous constancy, but at the same time directs us to hide our discharge of it. One of the most beneficial principles in the structure of the material universe will perhaps be found to be its tendency to prevent our withdrawing ourselves from the consequences of our own actions. A political institution that should attempt to counteract this principle would be the only true impiety. How can a man have the love of the public in his heart without the dictates of that love flowing to his lips? When we direct men to act with secrecy, we direct them to act with frigidity. Virtue will always be an unusual spectacle among men, till they shall have learned to be at all times ready to avow their actions, and assign the reasons upon which they are founded. If then sortition and ballot be institutions pregnant with vice, it follows that all social decisions should be made by open vote, that wherever we have a function to discharge, we should reflect on the purpose for which it ought to be exercised, and that whatever conduct we are persuaded to adopt, especially in affairs of general concern, should most certainly in matters of routine and established practice be adopted in the face of the world. End of section 34. Recording by Arden.